0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Swish Water Lab podcast. And it's not long now until Father's Day. And if you're battling for a gift idea like I do every single year, well then I've got just the ticket for you. A personalised video message from your old man's favourite sports star will be sure to make his day. Imagine sending your dad a message from the all-black skipper, Sam Kane, or the golden one, Bowden Barrett, or he might just be a huge fan of the German sensation Anton Segner. There's options galore. To order, head over to hayswish.com and you can even get 10% off your purchase by using the code DAD10. And remember that up to 70% of the proceeds go to Kiwi Kids Charities so you can also tell your dad that he donated to what is a great cause. I'll leave a link in the description below, so go click on that and go get your dad the gift that he really wants this Father's Day. Also, as many of you will know, Pure Sport have just launched right here in New Zealand for all their non-CBD products where they have a wide range of nootropics which are full of the best stuff that you can give your body. If you listened to the Grace and Heart episode recently, you would have heard how powerful some of these supplements are and you would have also heard how important it is to get off these prescription drugs such as tramadol, codeine, etc. These also make a great gift idea. So if your dad has joint pain, muscle pain, or you just want to give him some good stuff, well then go get him access, and you can get twenty percent off by using the code What a Lad twenty. It's that simple. Lastly, every lad's favourite horse trainer Regan Todd from Todd's Racing is back on board. He is currently putting champion pacer What a Lad through his paces to prepare him for a very successful career. Fingers crossed. How good is it going to be to wind home What a Lad at Addington? I personally am extremely pumped and I believe there are still a handful of shares so if your dad is a real lad and you really want to treat him for just 1k, no ongoing fees, you can give him a share of this champion horse. Side note, he may not be a champion but he will be an absolute lad and there's going to be some good times on track. That is for sure. If you're interested, flick me a message. Easy as that. Anyway, I've been waiting to drop this one for a while now, so let's get to it. Oh, what a lad. Well, today I have one of the more popular guests to have come on, what a lad, already, where he told his incredible story, where he went from picking asparagus to the Warriors to the Hurricanes (laughs) and then, of course, the All Blacks. And he then somehow was allowed to head over to France, but now he's back, and I am very keen to hear what is next for the most damaging ball runner in rugby. He is one of the greats. Nani Laumape. Welcome, brother.
1: Cheers, Jimmy. Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it.
0: Mate, good to have you back on. Like I said, um your first episode was one of the greats. Uh, I listened back to it the other day. <laughs> awesome to hear your journey, but it means we sort of skip forward your journey now and we can get straight into the good stuff. So, mate, you're back from France. How was it over there?
1: Yeah, France was um yeah, the lifestyle there was, was pretty hissing, eh? Mm. Um made us and the boys loved it. They eh? yeah, um I think that was one of the great things that I you know, I got to experience was um, that my kids got to experience nothing that <clears throat> that i ever did growing up and um you know they meant to go to Disneyland and that was a big dream of mine and yeah. to my kids to do that was pretty was pretty cool way eh? so no france was was good eh? it was, had its challenges in that because obviously it was pretty hard not to speak the language um but in terms of lifestyle and um like the actual city itself and no, it was it was pretty hissing I eh? really
0: yeah. Yeah, was your French? Did you not pick it up like Victor? No, oh, you never know, but <laughs> nah not
1: really, but not that fast. Victor's pretty onto it. I'm pretty slow <laughs> uh in the brain, bro. <laughs> so, so um but no nah, Vic's a natural. I saw one of um when I was doing I was doing like the game interview bro and the whole the man started going full French. <laughs> I was like, Look, this guy <laughs> No. Nah. So yeah.
0: Mate, but it looked like you're living a pretty cool lifestyle over there.
1: Yeah, man, it was um, it was pretty cool. Like, um, yeah, it definitely felt like um, you know, all the stuff that you see on the movies, yeah, was definitely like um, I felt like I was yeah, kind of just living in the movie, and um, you know, every day I went to training, I was going past the Artyom, so it was okay. pretty, uh, pretty cool experience. So yeah, that
0: no, was pretty cool. And what was the rugby like?
1: Yeah, the rugby is pretty, uh, pretty different to back home, and um, I kind of didn't, didn't really play my best footy over there um, in France. But it probably takes a year to get used to playing um, rugby overseas. But <sighs> like I said, uh, no, I just found it really hard to communicate with teammates just because I couldn't speak the language. Um, but towards the end, I started um, started playing a lot better. Um, but yeah, there was. <laughs> There was a time on the field where I was like, you know, just, yeah, the language was tough, bro, but it was a good challenge.
0: Mate, that's interesting. Obviously, I I haven't followed it really closely, but I always see the highlights. And, mate, as always, coming up with some massive plays when you're needed. Um, looked like you were carving it up over there, but interesting to hear that you had some struggles on the field.
1: Yeah, 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 you know, um, you know from just being honest, like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Struggled at the start, but then towards the end started finding my feet again. And then, yeah, and then the all mate blew his calf and then so it was all over.
0: How did the um, styles compare for you? Like, obviously, coming from the Canes, All Blacks, how did the style of rugby compare to over there? Was it more kick chase?
1: Yeah, it was definitely more, um, yeah, I think for them, they out uh, in, in France, top 40, and they like to kick for penalties. mm you know, everything was go for the three points. But for me, I was just trying to tell the, the skip, kick it in the corner, <laughs> let's have a crack. And in the, in the scrums and stuff, they would hold the ball in. And I'm like, you know, they're trying to scrum for a penalty. But, um, you know, for me, I, I want to play with the ball and stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's just the way that, um, you know, the, the, way, the way that they play up there. And, um, definitely really physical, though. Whew. So I'm... Uh, Pretty pretty massive dude in the top 14, and um, yeah, definitely physical, really physical there.
0: Mate, and obviously um, the pros, um, your wallet's looking pretty heavy now.
1: <laughs> nah, bro. Nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> grateful, bro. I'm just, just grateful, bro.
0: But did you have more years on your contract? I'm sure you signed for longer than uh, what you've been over there. Yeah,
1: yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, had a signed three-year deal and, um, yeah, back after one year. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, things don't work out um, sometimes, but I think for me I just had to do what's best for um, for myself and, uh, and my family.
0: So was that mainly because you were struggling yeah. on the field rugby-wise or was that a family, the family was struggling with it, over their living? What, what was the sort of reason behind the, the move back?
1: Yeah, yeah, for me, like, I just, um, obviously, i got my oldest daughter who still lives here in, um, in New Zealand. And
0: oh, true. She didn't go out.
1: really tough. No, nah, no. Nah, um, yeah, so she wasn't allowed to come over, so I oh, yeah. um, just found it really tough not to to see her. Mm. Um, you know, it was, yeah, it was pretty tough to be away from her, and mostly um, with COVID and stuff and the bubble and stuff, she couldn't really come over. Etc., etc. So, um, being away from me was tough, but yeah, also just wanted to be close a little bit closer to my family and stuff. So, yeah, and then, um, some things happened that I just couldn't, uh, I just couldn't turn down. So, end of the day, um, I was always going to do what was best for me and my
0: family. So, how hard was that to get out of your contract? Sometimes that can be pretty, a pretty niggly process and pretty daunting having to go tell the big dog, it starred that you want out of the contract. How was that conversation?
1: Oh, no, we went pretty well. We went pretty well. Um, we were pretty well. Obviously, um, it was tough at the time, but I felt like it was just, you know, for me, I just had to be honest with them that mm-hmm. I was struggling. Um, you know, that couldn't be around my family, wasn't really enjoying um, my rugby and stuff, so um, obviously, you know, for my family side and stuff so yeah i just i pretty much just laid it out um and just told them how i was feeling um how i felt i was going to go in the future and yeah and then they kind of just understood it um both parties um, agreed that you know the best thing was um, was to part ways
0: crazy and then obviously you've spoken a little bit about an opportunity that has come about and i Honestly, have never had so many questions around the same thing on the Instagram coming in. What is Nani Laumape up to next? So, um, what are the plans for you going forward?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. So, plan for me is um, I'm going to sign with KB Steelers for the next three years. Wow. There um, we go. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a bit, uh, but closer to home and. Uh, bit closer to home so that um my daughter could come over to Japan or um you know if I need to come back I could shoot shoot back. Um was a bit closer instead of being two days away. Yeah. So um but also just yeah, great opportunity, great club. Um you know the likes of Dan Carter and Cruds were there. Mm. So and plus Smithy um has a bit of involvement in there so I feel like for me It'll be easier to connect um, with the staff as they've got a New Zealand coach um, there at the moment. So um, Japan is all about attacking footy, as you know yourself. So um, that's the game that I want to play. And I just feel like I'll be getting tested more um, in Japan. So yeah, back closer to home was the main reason.
0: And they are a club renowned for having very deep pockets. So I could imagine... They threw a fair amount of cash at you. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Just
1: happy to learn Japanese, bro. Happy to learn Japanese, bro.
0: No, but you will suit the style of um, footy over there, no doubt. Like, it is very attacking. Uh, mate, your power game will be destructive over there. There's, um, they're a little bit smaller, but, oh, jeez, I feel sorry for some of those uh, 10s and 12s uh, coming up against you because... Oh, mate, as a lot of players in, around New Zealand rugby know, the power that you can produce in a bunt is, is pretty special.
1: <clears throat> no, I think for me, bro, I'm just um, probably in a point in my career where I just want to be happy mm. um, doing my job. and um, I feel like if I can get myself mentally sharp, um, then hopefully I can perform to my ability. Yeah, I think good thing for me is just knowing that I'll be a bit closer to home can see my daughter, um, you know. So, also my family can come over as well. I'm a bit closer as well, so that'll be cool. Was
0: there ever um, was there ever a thought of for you to return back to New Zealand and play back here?
1: Uh, yeah, it was definitely thoughts about it. Yep. Um, definitely thoughts about it, but uh, I think for me that um, yeah, I think for me that side's closed. Yeah, that's the situation I'm in and uh, never know one day I might return. But, um, yeah, but at the moment, am really excited to join uh, Kobe and um, pretty keen to rip in. But, yeah, um, doing some training with the two Bay lads at the moment. Oh, hey, and, yeah. Um, You're not
0: going to put the boots on, are you? Yeah, so am
1: um, itching to put the boots on, eh, bro? Um, but um, it's also me, like training with the two bay boys. Mm seen a bunch of young fresh faces and a bunch of old faces and especially training with my best mate jason emery which is pretty cool yeah um so hopefully i know i know my age is probably going to be <laughs> angry but yeah i'm pretty keen to jam for the two-year base eh, and try to do something great
0: <laughs> when do you have to be over at japan
1: yeah so my culture doesn't start to october so oh yeah it's um, a bit of time i've got a bit of time here so
0: so you mentioned uh, coming back to New Zealand and having like sort of – it feels like talking to you have sort of unfinished business here, but I am very keen to hear like what's sort of stopping you come back to New Zealand because obviously all the fans in New Zealand want you back. Uh, everyone on the question said that they wanted you playing for their respective um, super rugby franchise. So um, sort of what, what's stopping you coming back and becoming an All Black again?
1: Oh, this yeah, it's probably two parts to it. Um yeah, I think for me it was uh you know I offered to come back but um you know, I was given an option to um you know to come back and um obviously the the hurricanes were interested and obviously the tubers would be interested but um I was yeah, I was told by um yeah, I was I was offered a contract that um that the newbies are offered and and I just felt like in the point of my career, um, you know, I know what I bring to the table yeah. and I back myself 100%. So at the end of the day, yeah. um, for me, it was I had to provide. Um, the the day, I'm provided for my kids and stuff, so there's no way that I was going to take a back step. Um, and, but my ego and my, my competitiveness, you know, still has unfinished business and, like, I want to come back and, and give it a crack and prove it to myself, not to anyone else, but just prove it to myself that that I can still do it. But um, in a day, I have to look after my family, and um, you know, for me, but coming from growing up with not much, um, my you know, my biggest fear is finishing the game with nothing to to show you for, you know. And I feel like after my rugby career, and if I had to go back to work, that you know to you know, I don't know if I had to go do a nine to five job that I hate, then mm-hmm. I feel like my rugby career would be a waste. You know, because in a day you can get all these trophies, but for me, um, putting my kids in a better situation that I could um, put them in a better situation that that I was growing up, and I feel like that's a bigger, bigger reward to me than any um, trophy or any accolades. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the second one was, you know, I feel like for me, I feel like I've closed that chapter on, on New Zealand rugby. And I feel like for me now, I was focusing on playing good rugby for Kobe. And if I'm good enough to play for Tonga, I'll put my hand up uh, for Tonga and and uh, represent the red and white um, if I'm good enough and if I get
0: picked. What is the process there at the moment? Where are you at? I know you've called out um, World Rugby a few times trying to get them to Give you uh, an exemption, but where are you at? Are you a chance to get to the Rugby World Cup with Tonga?
1: Nah, so I'm, I think I'm a month late at the moment, oh, which is uh, kind of annoying. Yeah. So, yeah, I just feel like yeah, I don't know why you should have to stand down three years uh, if you're going to go play for your, you know, your country of your parents' birth. You know, you see what the rugby league boys are doing. Um, you know the movement that the Tongan boys did. I mean it pretty much made everyone watch Rugby League International again and mm. you, you know, you saw the support that Tonga got um, from all their big names going back and um, yeah, uh, to me it just sounds crazy that you have to stand down for three years wanting to play for your you know, um, play for your, your parents' nation. It just doesn't sound right to me even um, you know, doesn't sound right mm. but you know, there's the rules and Imagine if there was other players that could jump on board earlier, so that you know that the that the smaller nations could get them in their prime instead of um, waiting three years, and you know they're put older a bit, you know. So mm. this is my little one seat anyway.
0: Mate, it, it <laughs> would be awesome to see you at the Rugby World Cup with Tonga. They've obviously already got some pretty talented backs out there already um, playing in the Pacific Nations Cup recently. Uh, Geez, you would add a nice string to that uh, back line.
1: Yeah, because um, I heard your half-tongue. Eh? I think, they need a first five <laughs> or something. So I'm sure your name is, <laughs> so you got a little bit of tongue blood in you, mate.
0: Oh, mate, they've got Willie Havili, who runs a very good cut in. Oh, mate, I think he Yeah, he does. He's you outside nice, him um, could be dangerous with the likes of Peer Tau and Falau and ficky Mate, that is that is a pretty special back line. Uh,
1: I think I'll just be in the non twenty three. I think I'll just go for nah. Nah that nah, I'll be I'll be yeah. Like I said, man, like if I'm good enough then I'll definitely put my hand up, but um at the moment focus on Kobe um and just being a fan and then once this little uh little lockdown is done then I'll put my hand up for mm. Tonga.
0: And what about um league? Obviously you could play for um Tonga and League. Was there ever a Um, option for you to go back to the league, go back to the Warriors or another club?
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, um, for me, like, you know, I I played league when, you know, I played league early in my career and I probably wasn't, um, I was probably just mucking around and wasn't really professional. I wasn't really professional and um, I didn't really take care of my body and and stuff like that. Um, You know, I still, you know, I feel like I have a little bit of unfinished business in Rugby League, but I feel like if I went back now it's probably uh, probably too late uh for me to go back now and give it a crack, so um but then I think about the league preseason and I'm like, nah, I'm all good. <laughs> come on but you see me run you see me do fitness stocks. <laughs> okay. Is, yeah, the, is the yeah. league
0: preseason way harder than any super rugby preseason you ever did
1: oh yeah Was it? yeah hundred percent just yeah it's like it's like eight to ten weeks before Christmas yeah. and then you got another another I think eight weeks after Christmas so yeah but you know obviously in in rugby you only get you know is it two weeks before Christmas? <laughs> Yeah, something like that. Two, three weeks, and then, um, and then you know you got probably what three weeks after New Year's, and then two preseason games, and then you're into it. You know, so it's definitely a lot of running. A league. I league. yeah, I believe league is a tough game, bro. Mm.
0: Tough, tough game, mate. That's interesting because I always thought you were struggling in the Hurricanes preseasons. You must have just got that uh, face going where you pretend you're working hard, but uh, you're actually sweet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> nah, but I was, yeah, but I was always in the extras group, <laughs> cheers Davy, Cheese Dash
0: <laughs> Oh, but look at you now, oh, on plenty with Kobe Mate, like I said at the start, as always, um, I do put the questions out to the Instagram And I did get heaps, so I am keen to try and get through as many as I can And a lot of them were obviously around the All Blacks Um and would you return back to New Zealand? Everyone wants you back at their franchise, but we did get a few other good ones as well. Money and goals aside, which code did you enjoy the most and why?
1: Nah, for me, I definitely enjoyed the Hurricanes um, the most. That's the team that, that I, um, yeah, that's a team that I just loved running up at Westpac Stadium. Um, for me, yeah, I still think about those times that I'd run out in the, you know, and Steam and Wellington um, for me it doesn't get much better than that, playing for the Hurricanes Great. alongside next to you
0: Mate, you did some special things on that field in front of those fans I see why it sits so highly in your memories Mate, it'll be good to see again too jeez, it would be good to have you back I uh,
1: think I'm getting I think I'm on that declining side <laughs> now bro, I'm getting old
0: You would look quite good in red and getting black too, too by the way
1: <laughs> Congrats on that coaching
0: job, mate. <laughs> mate, yeah. Kobe Crusaders, you're slowly getting into the red. I like, I like where you're going. <laughs> 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 okay, uh, next one. How has Europe changed your game? Uh,
1: um, yeah, I think for me, it's just probably more my um, my kicking game. Um, you know, obviously in um, in Europe. You know they like to put little little grubbers through and and pressure the the teams um, that you know that way because uh, in Europe they defend a little bit different. They only have one at the back and they have fourteen in the line, which is different to New Zealand when they have um, when they have two fullbacks and you know and line speed. But in Europe they are kind of fourteen in the line and one at the back, and it's it's pretty hard to break the line um, in Europe. So. Definitely looking for more kick space, especially with the um 53 and 2 now. So, True. yeah,
0: mate, you might be if you go back to league, you'll be in the halves. <laughs> no, nah, I think I'll be 18th man, bro. <laughs> 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 okay, next question How to overcome being underestimated? This is a good one.
1: I think for me, when um, when the article came out on the week when we played the blues. That's um, right. you know, it came out and then right. I just read it like every time I ran out to training and then I did it before the game and I was, yeah, I was in the mood <laughs> that game and I think for me it's just finding something that that ticks you off and that article definitely ticked me off and um yeah and then, yeah obviously I'm not saying reading an article but I'm just saying like you know yeah. find something that takes you off and then i will definitely get you um over that line while well, I, well that's what happened to me so
0: Mate and you you jeez, you had beast made that game. That was one of the greats. But how was the media yeah. over in France? Was did you feel media pressure over there or were they nice to you or
1: just, I don't even know know hey, 'cause because yeah. uh, I can't read French so they could have been saying whatever and I was <laughs> like you know, we we you know, just saying yeah. <laughs> Thanks, you know, merci au <laughs> revoir, you know. Yeah. So you know they could have been. I think they were running um, stuff for me when I first got there, and then, um, then you know towards the end they were starting to um, ease into it a little bit. And but it was, yeah, it was you know um, it is what it is. You know if you're not performing, um, you know. But yeah, they definitely eased up towards the end when I was playing better. So
0: okay, next one: best player, league or union that you played with?
1: Um, the best player that I have. That was definitely boating, yeah, boating. Um, yeah, I mean, I was with him in the Hurricanes. He was just, he was, yeah, he was on fire, bro, and um, I just love running. Like, you know, when I mean, he would attack the line. I just love being there mm. um, with them because, you know, at the end of the day, they they had to mark one, of like, you know, they had to double-team one of us, otherwise one of us would be gone, and, um. So I just felt like, and plus Bodie did things that only Bodie could do, you know. He was that quick and he was just so calm about everything he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, he's definitely the best player that um, that I, you know, and he will just pull the trigger on a lot of things that other players would um, second guess. He'll yeah. just, if he saw me on the wing, he'll just cross field it to me straight away. Or um, So, yeah, no, definitely bad. He's a freak, hey,
0: He's mate. The one. Oh, love that answer. Couldn't agree more. Okay, next one. This is from another hurricane teammate of yours, via Fafita. He wants to know how much your new contract is worth.
1: No, <laughs> no, nah. nah, not nothing, bro. Just like I said, bro. Just grateful to learn Japanese, bro. Just I'm gonna be eating some ramen. <laughs>
0: Right, the media's going to get hold of how much your contract's worth, eh? I don't know how they do it, but sometimes they get figures, eh? Um, And you're on, oh, I think it's going to blow some people's minds.
1: No, I think, no. Like I said, bro, I just want (laughs) to taste some ramen and uh, do some Japanese.
0: (laughs) Okay, next question. Boy, absolutely. Okay. Next question is from our major sponsor Swish. So, if you could get a video shout out from any celebrity, who would it be and why?
1: Uh for yeah, I think for me it'd definitely be LeBron James. Oh, yeah, Mate, <laughs> just a yeah, Big fan. Just a big fan. And just loves what he does for um for the you know obviously he made a school um for you know back at his his state and that mm. um so that's one of my goals as well so I think for me obviously not a school but
0: True. Jesus, just I was going to say sort of... <laughs> man this contract is worth <laughs> <heaps>. <laughs> nah not
1: a school but like yeah, yeah give back definitely not a school but just like a program that helps um, unprivileged kids with rugby boots and mm. stuff like that so obviously with um, the J- Japan season not being as long mm. um, I'll definitely have more time back in palmy so uh, for me, I could definitely help out with the next generation.
0: Mate, you are an absolute lad. Love that. Okay, next one. Apparently, you're a dark horse goal kicker. Really?
1: So, someone gee me up or none? Nah, <laughs> nah, bro. At <laughs> least someone. Well, the game down to it, bro. I would have a crack, but nah. <laughs>
0: If it went, down, if it went to a penalty shootout, needed five kickers. Would you? Would you put your hand up as one of them?
1: Depends on what team I'd be you know, in, like. eh? Yeah, Tonga yeah, in the well, in the Rugby World
0: Cup final. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, hard up, bro. Yeah, you're well, in there, eh? Yeah, definitely, definitely, uh, definitely, I'd want that pressure because um, if I miss, you know, and people came at me, I wouldn't really care. I'll just mm. keep going off my life, you know. So <laughs> um, yeah, take one for the team.
0: <laughs> the confidence of the man, though. You you back yourself in any any situation like that, that way.
1: Eh? Yeah, well, I, I think for me, it's just you know you have to back yourself, to, you know, because what's going to get you up in the mornings when you're not um, wanting to train, you know. So obviously, me backing myself. Um, that means no disrespect to anyone else, but. If you put in the work, then, you know, why not I'll go out there and back yourself and express yourself. Um, obviously, I would, don't back myself in a um, goal-kicking penalty shooter, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'll give it a crack because, you know, um, anything for the team.
0: Mate, how good. That's why you're one of the greats. Okay, next one. Where are the All Blacks in New Zealand rugby union going wrong at the moment? Um, I
1: don't for me, I am not I'm not too sure, but I'm just trying to figure out, um, you know, um, just trying to figure out my situation. I can't really speak mm. too much on the inside yeah. of um, you. So that's a load of just question. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Someone's trying to throw me on the bus. <laughs> no jokes, but yeah, no. <laughs> like I actually don't know. Um, yeah, oh, I think for me, I'd love to see old. Um, Old rugby players um, involved more, and in, um, you know, and in, in ZLiu. So, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't have the answer. But I know, I know that they will bounce back, and I know um, they're heading in a good direction.
0: Cool. Okay, last question. One piece of advice for a Wattlehead listener. I know you've you've picked up a lot since your move over to France. So I'm always keen to hear a bit of advice from you.
1: Yeah, I think for me, it's just. Uh, um, for me, it's just family first, always. Mm. Um, you know, end of the day, um, you know, you'll have people come in and out of your life, but end of the day, family's there um, to the end. So, um, for me, it's just about um, taking care of my family, and um, you know, like I said, you know, I'd give up my dream just to so that my family could live a, mm. a better life. So. Um, yeah, family first always,
0: mate. That's powerful, I like that. And that's obviously coming from someone <laughs> who spent some time in France away from one of their children. So, uh, mate, um, awesome advice. Awesome catching up with you. Thanks for coming on the podcast again. Um, like I said, the first one was a great. I think we just topped it. Uh, some real, some real good juice <laughs> in that one. Uh, you're an mm. absolute lad. Love, love what you do. Love what you're about. Um, You always you always open and honest with where you're at and and rugby and what you want to achieve. So it's been awesome having you on the podcast, mate. And um, yeah, looking forward to following the rest of your journey.
1: Cheers, team. Cheers, bro. Appreciate it.
0: You're a lad.